We're on. Well, um, we have, but later on, if you want to, uh, um, later on we're going to have, uh, we've got some leftover food, so there's a barbecue later on, just let you know if you, if you want to stay and uh, have dinner uh, for tonight. Um, it's really exciting uh, seeing uh, Jenny go through the waters of baptism on, on Monday night at 10 o'clock, we did that, 10 o'clock at night. And uh, so we had about 20 of us uh, at her house, uh, baptizing her and uh, just making a, you know, a bit of noise and uh, you know, just rejoicing with the angels. And uh, you know, I, I, just, I, I love uh, people taking hold of uh, the life that, that, that Jesus has for them, that God is, all that God has, the purposes of God, and, and seeing, seeing kind of like a green shoots flourish. And, um, and that, that's what God wants for all of our lives. He wants that. Uh, he desires that more than anything else. And, but, you know, <clears throat> not, not all the time it happens. I mean, if it happened all the time, then uh, every church in the Hawkesbury would be overflowing. And, you know, especially there's, uh, you, you could look out there and, and, and you wonder sometimes, you, you, you ask yourself, what is it with some Christians or should we say supposed Christians? Why is it that they're maybe so, I don't know what it is, dead? So maybe bored with Christianity? I don't know. I, I just don't know how you get bored with the living God. I really, I've not really comprehended that one yet. You know what I mean? Uh, I try and convince myself that I might get bored with God one day, but then when I think of that, God just knocks me on the head and says, what are you bored with? And uh, he challenges my heart and soul every time when I, I kind of throw out these crazy ideas of, oh, well, God, maybe I'll just do what I want to do. And, and automatically, the Spirit of God works, you know what I mean? And he, he challenges me in a different angle. So, and so I ask myself at times, what is it that, why is it that some people are most really bored with Christianity? Or uh, could you say they're, they're kind of not growing, they're not flourishing, they're not kind of desiring the things of God? Um, I'm not sure what it is about the world that turns you on. The more I think, the more closer you get to Jesus, the the more you draw closer to God. Uh, the more you realize that the world has really not a lot to offer you. If anything, it turns you off. And um, and so from that perspective, you, you look and and, and tonight I, I want to speak on a, a dead man walking. Uh, the term dead man walking comes from. Uh, the, the, the guys in America, they're on death row. And they're on death row for the sake of maybe they've murdered someone or, or something like that. And so uh, maybe they've been, sentenced to, they've been sentenced to death by either the gas chamber or, or something else. Um, and so, you know, they might get sentenced and uh, they are convicted to die or uh, be put to death, executed, however you want to put it, in about two to three years or 18 months, whatever it's going to be. And so for that period of time that they get uh, the conviction to the period of time whereby they are finally going to go through the process of being executed, uh, they're called dead men walking. And, and sometimes you look out in this, this framework of Christianity and what you see is dead men walking. That they're really just biding their time until they get to, he- to well, hopefully to heaven if that's where they're going. But they're biding their time until they either die or something happens. And they're like, spiritually, they're dead men walking. You know, I find it real easy to know when someone is physically dead. I kind of find it easy. I'm not, you know, it's pretty simple to see someone that's physically dead. Anyone actually touched someone that's physically dead? Yeah. Anyone kissed someone that's physically dead? Okay. Cool. Anyone slept next to the casket of someone that's physically dead? Okay, cool. We have a few people here that have done that. It's a pretty unique experience. I know that. I've slept in the same room uh, as a, as with a dead person in the casket that was open uh, for three or four days. I've done that on a number of occasions and um, kissed dead bodies before. But I found, you know, it's pretty simple to see that they're dead. It's not that hard. I was in the same uh, lounge with my brother for three days while his body was lying there in the casket. And uh, people came and, 
and, and they, they said their, their, their piece and they said their things and, um, and you know, they, they kissed the body and they would kind of say things to you. And, uh, but the body was dead. It was, it was simple to see. But the interesting thing is, how do you see a spiritual person that's dead? You know, I find that I, I walk around, I walk around town, I walk around, you know, the marketplace or wherever it is in, in the Hawkesbury, or walk, and, and, and you just, you see all these, these, these bodies walking, but these souls that are dead. And I don't know if you get the same sense of burden as me, that as you walk, you grieve. Because here's supposedly this life, or what people are calling this life, there's this, this hive of activity happening all around. And as this hive of activity is happening, all I'm seeing is dead souls. That's all I see. That's all I think about. I'm thinking this is, people are, people are so boring. People are so, people are lost in their senses. People have no urgency to their life. People are thinking that they're just going to live and everything's going to be okay. People think that they're never going to die. And, and I get this real burden for people when, when, when they're, 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 they're just, I'm just walking around. And, and I, I, I don't know, I get this real dead sense of smell around me as I look out and as I'm, I'm kind of like participating with everyone else. I love it. I love it when, I, when I'm, I'm with Christian brothers and sisters somewhere cause, and I feel like I'm, I'm doing life with them around all these dead souls because somehow I feel like I'm, I'm connecting to someone that's actually alive. I'm actually speaking to someone that, that, that has made sense with life. I, I feel that I'm actually speaking to someone that, that knows what it's about. And you're actually dialoguing about something that's meaningful. And you're not just walking through the marketplace or walking down the street. And everyone is living these lives that are going nowhere. There's no, they're not dead. They're, they're, they're totally dead. They're walking, but they're dead. And how is it that you you know you've got to come to this place because then you've got to you've got to come into sometimes a, a supposed church arena or you've got to come into a, a Christian arena. And then sometimes you have all these Christians around you, but still you get a sense at times that there's souls that are a little bit dead. There's souls that maybe aren't connecting to the living God. Something's kind of like not kind of alive in some places. And one of the, one of the things that really grieves me is, is when, when, I, when, I, when I see a soul and it sees God's light and it starts drawing towards the light. And as it's drawing towards the light, you can see it, it's starting to, to get a bit of a grasp. It's starting to, its eyes are starting to open. The person's eyes, the heart is starting to beat. There's a, there's, a, there's a spiritual pulse. And you see it starting to come alive a little bit. And they start to see a little bit more light. And then, then you see them get scared and they shut down. And their, their, their soul shuts down and it closes. And, and they back right away. And before you know it, they've disappeared and you go, Wow, I don't know about you, but when, when that happens for me, I mourn. I like have a funeral. I go through this funeral process in my heart. I go through this funeral process in my heart, and I actually grieve for the people that have seen a bit of light, tasted a little bit of God, but then they've backed away, and they've they've gone. Nowhere with what they saw. But how do you discern that? How do you actually see that? I don't know. Do you see that? Can you see that? Do you, do you know when that's happening? <clears throat> I see it at times, and it scares me. It grieves me. I, I cry. My, my soul aches deep inside. And, and you see it a lot. I've seen it time and time again. I've like put my hand out to people and say, take hold of faith, you want it, you want it. And they go, yes, and I'm like, before you take hold of it, count the cost. 
count the cost of what it'll cost you. It'll cost you your life. I say, go away and think about it. And they go away and think about it. And they never grab hold of it again. They don't take hold of it again. I hear of people and I hear of the ways that they've turned and how they've turned away from the living God. And it mourns me. It grieves me. And there's, you know, God puts signs out there to, to, for us to notice when dead men are walking. There's, 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 there's thoughts out there. There's not just thoughts, but there's things that we can see. There's life that we can see where dead men are actually walking. And one of those is, is God says that, you know, when you, you see dead men, a dead man that's walking is a person that can't remember anything about what God is showing them. They can't remember. The Word of God says that in, in the book of James, that, that a person that, that looks into the mirror, that looks into the mirror, but then he doesn't obey the Word of God. He doesn't let the Word of God become his life. That he, he just looks into the mirror, and then he walks away, and he automatically forgets what he saw. He forgets what he saw. And God says that that, that, that person, that's a dead man that can't remember. See, I, be, I believe that a dead man, if you want to see a dead man that's walking spiritually, a spiritually dead person is a person that, that has none of the Word of God living in him. He can't remember anything that God's doing in his life. See, God, God should be able to be doing a work in our life every week. Will shared a good word before that everyone should be able to get up here and they should be able to share some new life that God has done in their heart this week. Right? You should be able to get up here. It would be a good challenge, right? What has God done in your life this week? What's he challenged you to? You should be able to get up here and say, you know what? This is what God has done in my life this week. I mean, we should be able to flood the floor of what God has done. You know, we, we don't need to go back 20 years. I don't need to share my testimony of what God done in my life 20 years ago. I should be able to share of what God has done in my life this week. See, the Word of God says that the dead man that's walking spiritually, he looks into the mirror and he goes away. He looks into the Word of God and he goes away and he saw nothing. He didn't see anything. He forgot totally about it. He didn't let it sink deep into his heart. He didn't obey it. So he just walked away and he forgot. But this week, we should all, if really God's working in our life, if there's life and not death, we should be able to get up and we say, this is what God's doing. This is what God's done in my life. I, I, I want to know. Is anyone here tonight that can come up here right now and just say, hey, you know what? This is what God's done in my life this week. Have we got it? There's an open floor right now. Come up. Yep, you're up. You're up. Come up. You're up. Let's go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's up here. Um, uh, at youth on Friday... Um, one of the guys, he's in your aid at Colo, he came up to me and he said, um, can you pray for my ankle? Because it's been like really sore this week and from like scooter riding or whatever guys do. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then, um, I just, um, because he was like asking for healing and then, um, I just had this thought in my mind like, or I should like probably like get Bonnie or something to come over and help as well. But then I thought, um, no, I'm going to like trust God with this, and Amen. I know that um, through me He'll be able to um, heal him. So then I just prayed, and then like at the end of it, his eyes lit, his eyes lit up, and I was like, something's happened. And he and I asked him what the pain was out of ten, and um, he was like. It's about a three now because it was an eight before. And then um, I prayed again and then his eyes lit up even bigger. And then um, I asked him and he's like, it's a zero. And he was like jumping around. It was real cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we got one more. Have we got another one? Another one. This week, what's God done? 
Remember, we're not dead men walking. We're spiritually alive. Yeah, sweet. Um, at school this week, it was real encouraging to see this, this guy, JD, and his mates came up to me. They're in year eight, I think, or nine. Nine. And um, I'm in year 12, and I'm out in the field mucking around with my mates playing footy. And these guys bring their mate and ask me a question about God. And it's real encouraging to see, because at school you don't see year nines hanging out with year 12s talking much. But they didn't really care. They come up, they come take me aside from my friends. And I got to share God with this guy who was searching. So that was yeah. just real good. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. Well, here we go. One more. I said one more before, but I'm meaning one more this time, huh? Yeah. Uh, one of my guys that worked for me rolled a tractor on the, through the week. Thankfully, he didn't get hurt, but the tractor did a bit. And this guy who, um, every second Thursday night, I, I'm involved with a group of men who are not Christians. And um, he turned up at about 9 o'clock on Thursday night to give me a hand with this tractor. And um, we'd end up down in the shed, and he said, what's wrong with that thing? And I said, oh, it's cooked. He said, um, I'll ask the general and just see if it's okay Saturday. So he texts me a, a message on, um, on Friday night. I was in bed because it was 20 past 10. So at, um, at about 6 o'clock, a bit before 6 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning, I look at my phone and it's got this text message and it's got, are we on old fella? And so I just text back, said yes. So he turned up at about half past seven. And um, anyhow, cut a long story short, we worked on the machine all day. But um, he actually came to Roger's uh, 40th birthday party last night. Even well, birthdays Roger, this week, yeah. Uh, even though Roger didn't know that, you see. And, um, yeah, and so Andrew and I, we meet at Andrew's place with these guys. And Andrew said to me this morning that, um, he said, Jock, he was really keen last night. So, yeah, just pray for Ken. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Jock. Yeah. You know, the man that's alive can remember what God wants for him. The man that's alive doesn't just look into the mirror and forgets it all, but the man that's alive, he lets it stick into his heart. He lets the Word of God stick, and he lets the Spirit of God work. And the man that's not alive just walks away so simply and easily just forgets. In James, he says it there. In James chapter 1, he says, but don't just listen to God's Word. In verse 22, you must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. See, see, really, this is God's word that's a mirror. And as we look into his word, this word should become a reflection of our heart. And as it becomes a reflection of our heart, it should become a reflection of our life. If we read this thing, see, when we read it sometimes, people are just reading it to get information. Don't just read this book. Don't just read this, this, this book to get information. Read this book to let it change your life. Read it to say, gee, you know, when I read this, I, I, I don't, I'm not asking myself the question, what date did James write this? Was this 51 AD that he wrote this? Well, hold on here. There's a question of thought theologically by the scholars here. They're not sure if it was written 45 AD, or some people are saying 51 AD after the, uh, you know, the, the council at Jerusalem. They're not really sure. See, I'm not asking myself those questions when I read this book. I'm asking myself this question, so how does this change my life? How does this work every day in my heart? How does this allow me to reflect the image and the glory of God that's in me? That's the questions I'm asking. And those questions of, of what, what scholarly writer wrote this and whether it's true, it's not that they're not valid. 
And we can every now and then we can look at those and we can ask those questions and we can read those books. But, but more importantly, we can ask ourselves this question, is how does this change my life? How do I remember it so it actually sticks into my heart? It doesn't just become a mirror where I look and I walk away and I totally forget. The dead man can't remember. But the spiritual person that's alive, he lets it stick right into his soul. He lets it stick. The dead man, he can't work. The dead man can't work. Spiritually, he can't work. He's not, he's not able to work. God says that, that faith without works is dead. The dead man does not have any works. See, I believe that you're either dying or you're discipling. That's what I believe. That you're spiritually, you're either dying or you're discipling. Because Jesus says, go into the world and make disciples. That is a work of God. God says that faith without works is dead. And I believe that a dead man has no work. I like what one writer said. He said this. He, he said that when a horse is dead, get off. It, it's not going to go anywhere. Just get off. It's just like when your car's not working, get out. And drive another car or catch the bus or, or do something or ring someone up or hitchhike. But, but you know what? A dead man will not have anything working for him. Nothing will work spiritually. There'll be no spiritual works. God says there right in James, he says, he says that, that, that true religion, pure religion, religion that is really true, will be the person that looks after the fatherless and the widows, that can control his tongue. That's true religion. See, there's the work. You're either dying or you're discipling. You're looking after the orphans and you're looking after the widows. You're controlling who you are, your tongue. Everything that's coming out of you, what you speak is the Word of God. What you speak is the Spirit of God. Everything you say is God speaking through you. And so that's why you're either you're dying or you're discipling. Because as you speak the word of God, the love of God will come out and that will influence the people that are around you. I'm sitting in a coffee shop uh, on Friday. I'm sitting in a coffee shop and I'm, I'm with this guy that uh, I've just been kind of like dialoguing with. And we're sitting there and he says, oh no, here comes a rep. Here comes one of the reps that works kind of for me or wants my money or wants my business. And he says, here, here comes. And uh, he, he kind of, hey, hey, how you going? Like, so he, he looks at the rep and the, and the rep comes over to speak. And the rep's got, he's got like the, this, this, the uh, telegraph. You know, boring paper. I'm bored of the telegraph nowadays, okay? And, uh, and this guy's got like, you know, he's got the telegraph and he's showing the telegraph. Oh, look at this, you know? I'm thinking, it's just a telegraph, mate. Dumb, boring. You know what I mean? You know, and he comes over and he's kind of like, I don't know what he's trying to show the guy that I'm sitting with. And he's saying, you know, this is the paper, you know, look at this. this, this, this. And I just have my Bible on the side. I said, mate, here's the book. This is really what life's about. That guy just shut up and walked away. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me and went, and just walked. Yeah? There's, there's life. There's life in that book. You, you don't even have to say it. I just pulled it out of my pocket and said, look at this, buddy. This is the book. And he walked away. He just gave me, kind of like snobbed his nose up and just thought, nah, you can have that book. I'm like, come on. The Daily Gossip. You just paid $1.50 for it. And all it is is gossip. See, the Word of God, the man of God, he, he looks at the Word, he intently looks, and he wants it to stick to his heart so he reflects the image of God. The man of God is not dead because he reflects the works of God. The works of God are uh, that he is dying, no, but he is discipling, yes. He's discipling those that are orphans. He's discipling those that are widows. He's discipling those that are hurt. He's discipling those that are dead because he wants to see their soul into the kingdom of heaven. That's why he's discipling. And if, 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 if he's discipling their souls, maybe to make them flourish, to see greater things in the kingdom of heaven that he's seen because he's looked into the mirror. He's seen the word of God. He's seen it stick into his heart. And now he wants that person to know, hey, this is what it's done for me. And this is what I want it to do for you. The dead man 
has no works. But the man that's alive is not dying, but he's discipling. The man that's alive has a work. Because God says that faith without works is dead. So you can see a spiritual dead man because he has no works. You can see a spiritual dead man because he has no remembrance of the things of God. You can see them, and they're all around. That's the scary thing. They're all around. The Word of God says that you can see a dead man because he has nerves but no heart. He has nerves, but no. I don't know. Have you ever killed a pig? Well, let me come up to my place one day and we'll kill a pig. I've been thinking about doing this. We could go down the auctions down at McGrath's Hill one day because we've got some pens up in my place. And uh, uh, we, can, we could get a few little piglets up there and then we could put them there. And then I'm sure that the bakeries would have leftover bread and the fruit place would have leftover fruit. And we could get the leftover fruit and we could kind of fill up these pigs, you know, make them bigger, you know what I mean? And then one day we could kill them and have a barbecue. That'd be cool, huh? Yeah, awesome. So someone go buy that pig and we can put it up at my place. You can do the hungy, okay? I'm not digging the hole. Okay, and so, but here we have these, these, if you want to see a dead person, spiritually dead person, he has nerves, but he has no heart. If you kill a pig, and, and I've killed the odd pig in my time, quite a few actually. And, uh, but you know, but when you kill a pig, and then you've, you've, you've kind of like, you know, you put the knife in the throat, you know what I mean? You've done that, you'll whoop, and you pull it out, you know what I mean? It's all right once it's in. It's when you pull it out, the blood starts coming out, you know, it starts pouring out, and the blood's pouring out of the neck, you know, because now the pig's finding it hard to breathe. You know, he's screaming out, it's quite good, you know. Because you see how far can he shoot that blood, you know what I mean? Because every time he takes a deep breath, a deep breath, the blood slows down, and then he goes, and the blood goes, you know, and he goes real far, you know what I mean? And so as the pig, and, but, but then after a while, he's kind of like, then, then he's, he'll be kind of like, you, you've killed him for a while, but, but then every now and then he's got some nerves. He's kind of like shaking a little bit, or he does something, you know what I mean? There's this kind of like, this nervousness to him. And then every now and then, and what we used to do is when we killed a pig, then we'd, we'd throw it in a hot tub of water, okay, because we were going to kind of skin it. Okay, and so you, you throw him in there and he'd give a bit of a shake, but he's dead. Well, what, the bath's too hot? Sorry. You know what I mean? And, you know, but there's some nerves, but there's, there's nerves still going on there. You know what I mean? There's some, there's, see, he's all talk and no action. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all talk, no action. And, and so that's what's happening. And see, the, the, that, that's the, the dead man walking, the spiritually dead man walking. He's all talk, but no action. He's all lip, but no heart. Jesus said that to the religious people of the day. He says that you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You have lots of nerve. But you have no heart. You're kind, of, you're kind of shuddering every now and then. You've got all this lip or you've got all this lingo going on. You know all the religious talk, but you have no heart. Jesus said it for what it was. There was plenty of nerves kind of flicking around. Every now and then, the old arm would go up and worship. Every now and then, you'd throw out the theological jargon. You'd throw out the Christian jargon. Every now and then, you had the words, but you really didn't have the heart. You had the nerve, but you didn't really have any action. You had the nerve, but that's all it was. You were all lip, and you were no life. You had no life. You were spiritually still a dead man walking. And yet... There was no action, there was no word, there was no works, and it was all nerve. And so how do you see a dead man walking? You see a spiritually dead man walking because one, he can't remember what God is even doing in his life this week. Two, you can't even see any works that are coming out. Three, what you've got to be careful of is that you see a lot of words, but you see no action. You see a lot of nerve, but you see no heart. 
Because the word of God is not stuck to his heart, and so it's not reflected the image and the glory of God. See, if anything's going to stick, if it's going to be a work of God, what it's going to reflect is the image and the glory of God. That's what's going to reflect. And so here, Jesus said straight out to the Pharisees, he saw them. Jesus walked amongst them. I mean, what was it? He went into the, he went into the temple every week, maybe every day. And he walked amongst these dead souls. Think how the living God that even allowed this nation to grow up and to worship him. And he even put these things into place, these traditions, so that they would somehow come into the temple to slowly uh, feel the presence of God. And that they would come here every week. They would have festival after festival. They would have conference after conference. They would have meeting after meeting. And yet still, as Jesus walked amongst them, they were spiritually dead. And he says, you're full of lip. You're full of lingo. You're full of language. You're full of religion. But your heart, really, it's far away from me. Far You're spiritually a dead man walking. There's so much more life, Jesus said, that I have to offer. I've come that you might have an abundance of life and that you could walk in and out of any pasture that you want and you could eat where you want to eat. Because I've come that you would have an abundance of life and the thief comes to steal and destroy. Destroy. Your life. That's what Satan would want to do. Destroy your life. But Jesus would want to give it an abundance so that your heart was full. It was overflowing. That your works were eternal. That your works are forever. That your works are meaningful. And they're actually doing something. They're helping the homeless. They're helping the orphans. They're helping the person next door. They're helping your husband. They're helping your wife. They're helping your children. They're actually meaningful. So that your life is not dead, but it's alive. It's alive. And we, we, wanna, we, we don't want to see dead men walking. We want to see life. But if we, if we don't know what life is, then we won't know how to talk to dead men that are walking. And so Jesus said they have lots of nerve, but they have no heart. You can talk to some people. And automatically you get a vibe, oh, you know, I think this is dead. Jesus says you can tell because where their treasure is, they're what? That's where their heart is. And as they talk about their life, as they, they try and paint a picture of how glorious their life is and what they, they live for and what they're doing, as they paint this picture, as you look at them in the face and they paint this picture for you and they tell you who they are and what they're doing, you're looking at them and you're going, you're dead. Your life is spiritually dead. It's going nowhere. I don't know, do you do that? I do that and I think, wow, that's an interesting story. So interesting, it's boring me to death. And I just think, man, your soul is dead. You're spiritually dead. You're going... I don't want to be rude to people. I, 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 some, I suppose somehow you've got to show them that, yeah, that's great that you do that. But is there more to life? You don't want to put them down. But how can you reach them? How can you bring life into their soul? That, God says, is a satisfaction only some get. To see others come into the joy of God's kingdom. A dead man has nerves, but no heart. And it's real easy. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you've looked at a body over a number of days, slowly the body turns a little bit of a different color. Turns a bit bluey or a bit gray. It's not exactly the same as it was. Because you can see that it's, it's slowly kind of like just, I don't know, rotting away. I'm not sure what it's doing. Rotting, going off, 
and the colours just changing. And it's the same when you talk to people. It's not that you want to be demeaning, but as you talk and you listen to their life, you can see their treasures and you know their heart. You can see that their treasures, as God puts it, are going to rust and moth is going to eat their treasures because their heart and what they live for is not going to be eternal. It's not going to be gold. See, God says that your faith will turn to gold. It's gold. That it's pure. He says that it's incorruptible. The things that you do for God's kingdom, the things that bring real life, eternal life, the things that are the works of God where you're discipling and you're, you're loving others and you're loving the orphans and you're loving the widows and, and you're, you're, you're using your body for the glory of God. God says those things, those things that you do, he says those are eternal, those are incorruptible. And God says that those things, that faith is gold. It's more precious than gold, he actually says. And gold's precious. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of you ladies would want a pure gold ring. It's pretty precious. I'm sure when you get married, you'll be like saying, you yeah, know, darling, I would like silver, but gold would be better. You know? Or copper ring. Or gold would be better. <laughs> Never had a copper ring before. But gold would be good. And God says that your faith is more precious than gold. Wow. And gold is incorruptible. Gold's not going to rust and your faith is not going to rust when you're doing the works of God. But when you talk to someone and you see that their treasures are things that are going to rust, it's like looking at a person that's slowly dying, that is dying and is going blue and going grayer by the moment. Their body is slowly just, the corpse is slowly just rotting away and decaying. And people's lives are just slowly decaying and rotting away in front of them. He has, no, he has nerves, but he has no heart. He has lots of language. He has lots of lips, but he has no life. And God says here that a dead man will have no effect on others' spirituality. A dead man will not affect anyone spiritually. He might affect them from a material point of view. He might affect them from a sinful point of view, but he will have no effect on others spiritually. Dead man can't raise a dead man. Dead man can't bring life to dead men. And so when a person is not spiritual, their influence is going to be non-spiritual. It's not going to be for the kingdom of God. It's not going to be for discipling. It's not going to be for loving others. I found that a dead man can't drink. I don't know if you've noticed that, but when someone's dead, one thing they can't do is they can't drink. Have you noticed that? I mean, I've slept next to dead bodies for four days. And one thing they don't do is get up and go for a drink. They stay in the casket. Everyone comes and says their goodbyes, but the dead body stays there. I've even noticed that the body doesn't go goodbye, but it stays there. But people talk to it. But a dead man can't drink. But the word of God says, he gives us this place where he says, you know what? You can come to the living waters and you can drink of me freely. And as you drink of me freely, your cup will overflow. A live man will drink freely of the cup overflowing of the spirit of God as a fresh stream of water giving him freshness every day. A dead man can't drink, but a lively man, a man full of God, full of the Spirit, will drink. He will work. He will speak it, and his heart will live it. He will look in the mirror, and he will let it saturate his soul. And a dead man will not do those things, but an alive man will drink of the cup that will spiritually feed him. He knows where to go to get spiritual food. He knows where to go to get a spiritual drink. He knows what, what could we put it nicely, what programs he should be in to get spiritually fed. 
He knows who he should talk to to spiritually feed his soul. He knows when he needs to spend time with God because he's feeling a little bit dried up now, so he needs to spend time with God. He knows that he's got to do that because he's feeling a little bit dry. He knows when he's got to drink. He knows that he can't wait for Sunday, but he's got to wait for Monday. He knows that tomorrow's Monday, and if he doesn't drink tomorrow, he'll have nothing fresh of God for that day so that he'd feel like he had a satisfying daily food. Spiritually, he's allowing it to, to overflow into his life every day. The dead man doesn't drink, but the man that's alive drinks daily. The man that's alive drinks often. The man that's alive knows where to go to drink. He knows when he has to drink and how, he's, how much he's got to drink. He's always looking for something that's going to feed him. It's a little bit like my kids all the time, you know, when they come home and they open the fridge. Because they always want food. You know, if I ever pick them up from school, the first question they ask me, do you have any food for me? No. Oh, why not? Do I look like a grocery store? It's, it's like this big, it's like, you know, if I, if, I, if I could satisfy them once in a day at the end of school, it would be that I had food for them. And if they jump in the car and I go, here, food, they go, oh, oh, we love you, Dad. We love you, you are awesome. I feel like I'm, I'm such a lucky man when they respond to food. But because they know when to eat. You know, the, the spiritual man knows when to eat. He knows when he's dying. He knows when he's hungry. He knows when, when his energy, spiritual energy fields are a little bit low. And he's got to drink. He's got a drink. The dead man, after a while, he starts to smell. I don't know if you've ever, when you've, when you've kind of been with a body for three or four days, it's usually about on the fourth or fifth day that they bury it, because after that, the body starts to smell, starts putting off an odor. And so when you start putting off the odor, well, you've got to bury the body. But you know, when, when there's a spiritual dead man, when he's walking amongst you, when he's a part of you, he starts to smell. Now, don't kind of like start kind of like going underneath. It's not, I'm not talking about your armpits, okay? It starts to smell of sin. It might take a while, but sooner or later, you'll start to smell. Sooner or later, his sin will be exposed. You know what, what throws me? That Jesus could actually let Judas walk amongst them for three years. And Jesus knew everything that Judas was going to do. Yet he let a, spirit, a spiritually dead man walk amongst them for three years. And sooner or later, the sin of Judas got exposed. And sooner or later, Judas even started to smell. I mean, Jesus was thrown out hints everywhere, left, right, and center. There's one among you that is going to betray me. Who, Lord, me? Which one? Oh, not me, Lord. You know? Oh, what if we did that here? There's a few of you amongst us that are spiritually smelling. Are you going, who? Is that me? Is that me? Because sooner or later, your sin is going to be exposed. Your heart is going to be exposed. Sooner or later, the things that you are thinking, the things that you are doing, your attraction to the world, your attraction away from the things of God and into the things of yourself, are sooner or later going to come to the light. One John talks about it all the time. The person that says they love God and is lying or is hating his brother or sister, or is not connected to Christian brothers or sister, is a liar, and the love of God is not him. The Word of God says that he's still dead. He's still dead. He's not alive. God says that if he was alive, that he would have a spiritual attraction towards life. God says if, that he, makes a, if he makes a practice of sinning, a practice. That's different than every now and then when we sin and do wrong. But if he makes a practice of sinning, then, then he is still dead. There's spiritual death happening there. And sooner or later, the light, God's word, God's life will slowly expose him. And it will come to the light for everyone to see and for everyone to smell. And you'll smell it. 
Because you see the falseness of the life. It will expose itself. And everyone around will get to see it, just like they did with Judas, who sold his soul for mere pittance of money. Who sold his saviour for mere pittance of money. What about you? Are you a dead man walking? Is the Spirit of God moving in your heart? Is your heart, the Word of God says here, He says right here, He says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing, refusing to let the world corrupt you. To let the things of this life that have no meaning, that are going to just fade away, to not let them touch you at all, to leave them away, to leave them, just to let it, and let the light of God's word expose you to truth so that your heart is changed, so that the works become real, so that you're, you're not dying, but you're discipling. So are you letting the word of God, you know where to go to get fed? Yeah, you go to the word. Yeah, but you also go to the people. You know which people to speak to. You know which people to pray with. You know which people to talk to. You know where to go in the Word to feed yourself so that you can top yourself up so that you don't die and become blue and just have nerves and just have, have lips but no life. God wants your works. God wants your words, your works, he wants your life. God wants you to, the word of God says that you shouldn't be dying and smelling spiritually, but the aroma that you should be bringing, the influence that you should be bringing is an aroma of sweetness that everyone around can, can, can smell. And the word of God says that, that when you enter into the room, that what you bring is life. And there's an aroma of life. He says, but for some reason in Corinthians, some people are smelling death on some people, but some people are smelling life. They're smelling a sweet aroma of life. And that is what God wants your life to smell like. He doesn't want you to be a dead man walking. See, you can see it. And at times you can smell it. And it might take one year or it might take three years, but it will slowly go blue and it will slowly decay and the light of God's love and word will expose it. It'll expose it. You can't hide from the truth. You can't just kind of push it away and keep saying that you'll just do what you want. God says no. The man that refuses to let the world corrupt his life is the man that lives in genuine religion. Where are you at tonight? Where's your heart at in this area? Let's just bow our heads. Let's just think. Let's let the life of God, the Spirit of God, come in and expose us. And ask yourself this question. Is my life this morning, this e evening, sorry, is my life alive or is it dead? And if you know that tonight that your life has a, a dead smell to it, if there's an aroma that's a bit pugnant, if that's you tonight, then I want you to stand tonight. I want you to allow the, 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 the love of God to just come in. And I want you to stand, if that's you, tonight. If you want to get rid of the decay that's in your body, the sin that maybe has slipped in, the smell that is slowly deteriorating your values and your life and your beliefs, if Jesus is not everything to you tonight, 
And you, you, want, you want to change that. You want, you want real, vibrant life to come. And if that's, if that's your, and, and you've been dying, I just want you to just stand up tonight. Just stand up. Let the freshness of God come in. Is there anyone here that thinks, you know, I think there's something that's getting me, that's trapping me? Because we, we want to we pray for that, and we want to we wanna make sure that, that, that we don't let the devil have his way. I don't want to walk amongst dead men. I want to walk amongst living beings. And Jesus threw it out to his disciples, and they all questioned, oh, is it me, is it me? But the ones in their heart knew who it was. They knew who it was. And if you think, well, maybe that's me tonight. There's the deadness in me. Then I want you to just, just make that stand so we can pray for you. That we can get rid of some of that. Is there anyone tonight that feels that way? Okay, if you've thought about this and maybe later you can come and you can talk. Talk to myself or talk to one of the leaders. If you feel that God challenged you in any way, then just come talk later on. Just going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to finish on one song. And as we sing this last song, I just want you to just throw out your arms to God. Just, just feel free to throw your arms out to release yourself and just, just let God speak to you through these words, through worship. Just let Him speak to you. Let Him fill you up. Get rid of some of the decay that might be here and just let the life of God come in. And the freer you sing, the freer you worship, the more God can just release who He is into you.